0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Monday, July 31st, 2017. You guys are listening to TVE episode 317. Uh, I know, guys, this one is insanely late, but to be honest, I can't even, I just, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Uh... The amount of traveling, the amount of cities that I've been in, the amount of fucking airplanes, uh, the amount of time that I had in between flights, going to hotels, then having to get ready, you know, and go perform, it's been nuts, so, uh, but don't worry, because you're getting a quick turnaround, it's not like this is this week's, and then nothing, no, uh, Thursday, you'll be getting another one, so there might not be as many unacceptables, because there's a lot on this one, or maybe I'll save some for the next one, but, uh, you're gonna get, um, from my hotel in Cleveland, because things have calmed down for a couple of days here, at least, where I'll be able to get the, uh, the next one up, uh, Thursday, so it's gonna be a quick turnaround, this one is super, super late, so much to talk about, that's the good news, guys, uh, 317, super late, but, couple of reasons too. One, I did want to give you guys extra time with the uh, Fred McGriff interview. Hope you guys saw that. Uh, a lot of people are retweeting it today. Um, I'm also today going to be putting up not only 317, but I'm going to be putting up the whole video of me and Fred McGriff's like 45-minute conversation will be up on, um, I think it's going to be up on like YouTube, all my social media, uh, Twitter. You could, you could see me and him shoot the shit. We're just sitting at this table in Florida just talking and cameras were on. So that's a cool, uh, a cool new thing that I did with that. Um, also, um, extra ones are coming, of course. Uh so the, I mean it's just going to be it's going to be a crazy week You to get a lot of content like kind of all at once here just because of the traveling but the good news is being in Phoenix, being in uh Montreal Comedy Festival, being in Boston, doing all these things that I've been doing. Uh you are going to get an amazing show today, a lot of stuff to talk about uh to kind of catch up. I barely know what day it is, but it, it things are at least I get a couple of days here. Cuz it's different when you get a couple of days Uh, as opposed to getting like 12 hours, because then I did need to sleep, and I would have given you guys absolutely a shitty product, which I do not want to do. So thank you for hanging in there. Uh, So many people to thank to come out, that that came out to all of these shows. You know who you are. I'm going to get into all that in a second. A lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of cool sports stuff to talk about. Uh, Did see a movie and a documentary, so that we'll talk about... Uh, my unacceptable, obviously your guys' unacceptable, and uh, just a whole bunch of cool stuff in uh, in between. So, sit back, relax, wherever you may be. We are back today to start your week off with uh, TVE 317. I hope everybody had a good time in between shows. Again, I did hope everybody checked out that me and Fred McGriff um, on uh, on TVE, which is awesome it's still there it's the last podcast that's up if you haven't um, even if you're not into sports man Fred McGriff is like you're talking like Hall of Famer type guy like this guy is like gonna have a chance for the Hall of Fame this guy's you know 493 home runs dude like I mean this guy is no joke and it was amazing to have him on the show so please check that out um, if you didn't already um, so sit back relax the cubicle in the car Working out wherever you are uh, and get ready for uh, TVE 317. But first, everybody, you know, but first, have to shout out the uh, amazing sponsors for the Versi Effect podcast show. Uh, the Versi Effect podcast show is sponsored by none other than Chassis. That's right. Chassis for men, everybody. Man care for down there. It is a premium body powder that has a special hydroshield technology. Uh, So the uh, powder provides all-day protection against sweat, chafing, and odor. Chassis contains no talc, aluminum, parabens, or menthol. The powder is fine, ultra soft. And uh, one bottle goes a long way, everybody. One bottle will last you three to four months. I'm still on my first bottle with a lot left. um, And it just works and keeps you dry all day. It's amazing. I'm actually pissed off, though. Because when I was at the airport, they took my chassis away. Not the first time. The first couple of flights were fine. And then I forgot. I don't even know where I was. It was either, I think it was either, was it it was going to Montreal. No, I don't even know where it was. But it was one of the flights. And uh, they were like, there's too much in here. And they took it. And I could tell when they took it, they were kind of like, what is this? And then all of a sudden, the lady read it. And she read, like, I think she just read, like, Man Care for... And just, like, knew it was, like, ball powder. And she just smiled and laughed and goes, sorry. And I'll be like, yeah, man, you should be sorry. But luckily, it was still... Like, that was my first bottle that I've been using um, since I started using the product. Because, you know, it does go a long way. And, you know, uh, but it's an amazing, amazing uh, product. Like I said, the ball game is over. There's no such thing as sweaty balls there's no such thing as anything down there other than fresh, nice softness that smells amazing. Uh, they also have the um, they have the the um, the lotion, and they have the extreme cream. You know the the pre shower. It's just it is just amazing. It's an amazing product, and you guys can uh, get your chassis premium body powder man care for down there at www.chassisformen.com. That is C-H-A-S-S-I-S for men.com or on amazon.com. And they're doing amazing advertisements. There's an amazing commercial with Fred McGriff and Kenny Main where they did it, where they kind of did like a little parody of the Tom Amansky video that Fred McGriff was in years ago, which I'm sure if you watch SportsCenter and you haven't been under a rock, for the last 20 years, you know, or you've definitely seen that, so definitely guys, get it, you will just, you will love it, and uh, it will definitely uh, make you feel special down there, for for sure, uh, again, chassis for men, premium body powder, man care for down there, all safe, all natural, amazing, also City Living Dog and City Living Dog Services with Coach Mike, go check out Coach Mike's um, amazing YouTube clips, how he trains these dogs. Check out, he does Facebook Live all over his um, social medias Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything like that. Check out Coach Mike and City Living Dog. And uh, just go to Google, do yourself a favor. If you have issues with a dog, if you know somebody that has issues with a dog, um, check out City Living Dog. He's amazing. He's uh, dedicated, you know, I think almost going on 18 years of his life, and he's really amazing. Uh, I've seen it firsthand. So, uh, Check that out for sure, and a shout out to uh, uh, Mike and, and his lovely wife Morgan who came out to see me in Boston, uh, or I guess at Foxboro, excuse me, uh, not Boston, right outside of Boston at the uh, comedy scene over there, and a scene it was, I'll get into that uh, after, but um, shout out to, to the sponsors coming out for sure, it was a good time. And uh, please check it out because uh, I know this guy can uh, help save save uh, you know save you a lot of grief if your dog is giving you some or, or somebody that you know and maybe even save a dog's life if you know people give up dogs to shelters and they end up getting killed and and this guy can uh, definitely help that and put everybody in a better situation so check that out too and of course guys all things comedy go to all things comedy um, .com for your favorite podcasts, for your favorite comedy albums. They have the, uh, all things records. Um, so you could check that out and, uh, they're doing a lot of content now and they're producing my first special, which I'll be taping, uh, in two weeks, everybody. That's right. Two weeks at the Terrytown music hall. Tickets are still available. A lot of people are asking like, you know, are they sold out? It's sold out. It's not sold out. It's not sold out. They said it was sold out because they had to hold tickets. They had to hold a hundred and something tickets for camera shots. Those hundred and something tickets are available for each show. So, will the show sell out within two weeks? I'm sure. But there are tickets available right now. And it is a great, small, intimate theater. Even though it's like 800, whatever people, it's, it's, it's really cool. And um, there's not a bad seat. So, you guys will love it. There's two levels. The first and, uh, and then the balcony. So, yeah. Um, you could check that out, but All Things Comedy is doing that. So check out everything All Things Comedy is doing at allthingscomedy.com and follow them at Twitter, uh, on Twitter at All Things Comedy. Okay. Where do I begin, everybody? This has been a whirlwind week. A whirlwind two weeks. Okay. We had to have, a, which I never thought I was going to have to have, but we had to have, like, I guess you could say, like a, a babysitter slash nanny. Because while my wife is my wife is working all day and I'm traveling and I'm flying, like we just couldn't, like even family couldn't help. It was just too much. So we had to like talk to people, have people. So, you know, taking the kids to swimming and taking the kids here and there and picking them up. And it's just been so nuts. And, um, you know, I guess I'll start with the first stop, which was in Phoenix. And uh, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, Phoenix, Arizona, guys, was insane uh it was insanely hot and something happened in phoenix that's never happened to me before ever on stage because i am not a i don't sweat a lot i'm not like i remember like i'd go on stage with like light gray t-shirts and people would be like how do you not sweat i don't really sweat from my armpits i honestly like i think like i don't know if i don't have a fucking gland one of my armpits never ever sweats and one barely sweats like it's weird um, I never really sweat through anything on stage. However, I don't know what it was in Phoenix because they obviously had the air conditioning on because it's a fucking, it's 100 degrees outside. I swear to God, I watched the other comedians come off and they were doing like 15 apiece. And they were sweating. By the way, shout out to them. Andy uh, Steinberg and uh, my boy James Petrigallo. Um Those two are friends of mine. I, I met them actually... James and I known each other for a long time, but I met up with them uh, in, in, uh, at the Tempe Improv uh, almost around a year ago, and that was when I was in really kind of bad shape, and I was just starting to come out of, out of a really bad depression and all kinds of shit like that, and so those guys were there with me, and it was a good experience for me, especially not knowing if I was going to be able to go out there and everything that I was going through, so I said, hey man, if I come back out here, we're going to do this together, us three, and it was awesome. For you people that don't know, Stand Up Lives one of the truly one of the best run comedy clubs that I've ever been a part of. Uh, the, you know performed at. Um, I mean, shout out to Casey, the manager, dude. This dude is the best, the best. Um, just a great scene, great comics out there. Shout out to Billy O'Connor. Uh, he came out and told some jokes, and and I had such a good time with Andy and James. If you guys are listening to this, man, you guys are super funny. Uh, super great dudes. And, uh, you know, when I come out there, I'd love to, to work with you guys again. Um, just a great time. I mean, the club holds like 550. There was a bunch of shows there where uh, it was over 300. One show had like 490. Um, it was nice to see that there were definitely uh, certain shows where I could tell that I had fans there and people to see, to, to come out and see me. So, um, you know, just an amazing time. But I sweated on stage. Like, once I got to like a half hour. Of course my phone's ringing. Of course my phone's ringing when I'm getting into a flow. Listen, I, I love my wife. God knows I love her, all right? I love my wife. She's a mother of my children. She's, she's, you know, all those things, <laughs> okay? You know, I mean, we have a great time, and, uh, you know, she understands me. I understand her. Uh, You know, but my wife has a knack, everybody, for calling me at the worst fucking time ever. I mean, I'm not even bullshitting or trying to be funny here. I am not trying to be funny here. My wife has a knack. It's almost like a brilliant gift. I've never seen anything like this in my life, okay? In my life. The way just at like oh, when is the worst possible time somebody can call me? Oh, right now at this second. And sure enough, she does. um But yeah, so anyway, I was just at, at one point like halfway through my set in Arizona. I was sweating and I got self-conscious because like people look at me and my head is just, I'm just pouring sweat. And I'm like wiping it, and like I was like I said I was like Patrick Ewing at the foul line in the fourth quarter when it was just dripping off his chin and nose, just sweating like that's and I never get like that, so I don't know if it's just like the heat just seeps through their walls, but like everybody was getting off the stage going like it's hot up there, like it, like the other two comics doing 15 minutes they were like starting to sweat and it was it was just it was crazy, but um, amazing shows, man, amazing crowds and. Uh, You know, I'm always so, you know, picky with myself and everything like that. But it seemed like people were leaving and they really enjoyed it and had a good time. And and I really, uh, yeah, I really loved it. I loved being there. I love the club. The manager, Casey, runs one of the tightest ships I've ever seen. And it's just so cool. And uh, treated us great. Shout out to Dave the Rooster out there on NBC Radio who hooked us up with the Diamondbacks. It was amazing. Uh, Michael Bankston the ex-Cardinal uh, and Cincinnati Bengal. He came out to a show. Uh, one of the craziest things was we we're sitting down at a sushi place right when I get there, me and Andy, and Josh Jackson walks in with his girl. Uh, or I don't know if it's his girl. I mean, he, he walked in. I don't know if it was a friend. I don't want to say anything. I'm Just, just Josh Jackson walked in, and uh, I was like, dude, who's that guy? I'm like, that is somebody. And I'm like, wait, that's not De'Aaron Fox." ...because I know what he looks like, and then all of a sudden I'm like, dude, that's Josh Jackson. So, like, sure enough, it was, and uh, we uh, talked afterwards and uh, invited him out to a show, and, you know, it, it was cool. He, ne- he never came to a show, but it was nice to talk to him, and I said, man, I wish you were a Nick, and he started laughing and all that stuff. I talked about it on the radio before, but, um, yeah, it was, it was cool, man. It was it's such a good time, not to mention Scottsdale, which is like 10 minutes away from where I was staying has an amazing cigar bar called uh, Fox, uh, Fox Cigar Bar. And I uh, went there twice. And here's one of the craziest stories ever. All right, this is a crazy story that it was the weirdest intuition I had, and I wish I would have went with it. But it's almost like, how could I? Because it could have been like, like I couldn't have went with it. Because it would have just looked like, oh, big black guy. Yeah, I just did the radio with you. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I dig- I'll tell you what happened. So I do CBS radio with Dave the Rooster and uh, also Kennard, the the, uh, the father of Canard, who's on the Giants, who actually was on the Cowboys. Uh, he was there and Michael Bankston was there. And um, I'm talking to him and they're like, oh, Paul, I wish you had you on yesterday. We had Canard uh, on, who's on the Giants, would have loved to ask questions. That was a, a whole nightmare in itself because it was just running around with my with my son and All the stuff, so it just didn't work for that night, Um, especially with the the time change. So we're talking, we're having a good time, and uh, we're just talking about everything. We're talking about the Giants, we're talking about the teams that I like, we're talking about the Knicks, everything, and then we just get into comedy, and we start talking about the special, having a great radio interview, and then uh, Michael Bankston goes, hey man, listen, I'm going to come out to your show but you better not talk about me or come at me because I'll come out down on that stage. And, we, you know, we start having this fun this fun uh, back and forth that we're, you know, that we're having. And, um, you know, so he, uh, and sure enough, he came out to the show and it was a great time. However, right after the interview, I'd say an hour after that interview, okay, uh, I had the night off. So I got in, I had to get in a night early so I could do press the next day. I went, I did radio, you know, had a, had a great time out there doing the, the, the press. So, but like, so when you headline a room, you have to go out pretty much the night before and then wake up super early and do all the morning radio or morning television shows to promote your shows for the week, right? And so that's why they want you in a day early. So uh, I, I do the first one the night that I get in there, which was just a phone call because it's an afternoon or like an early evening show. So I go to the Fox Cigar Lounge with Andy Steinberg, and we're having a great time. We're having a bourbon and a cigar, laying low. I know that I have to be up at like 7.15 down in the lobby to go to all this press. And right after the interview, we go to the Cigar Lounge, and who do I see but just some big black guy who looked like he could have played in the NFL. And stupid me goes, ah, imagine that was a guy I was just on the phone with. Imagine if that was, you know, Michael Bankston. The ex-cardinal and and bangle. Just imagine if that's that's what that was, and you know that's who that is because he looks a big guy and he's smoking a cigar. And then I'm like, Paul, how ridiculous is that? That you're just gonna see a big black guy and go, yeah, that might have been the NFL player that I was talking to on NBC Radio an hour ago, right? How crazy is like like how crazy does that sound? You just what do you think? He left the show and went right to a cigar lounge too. So fast forward. I do the show later on in the week and uh, I see a big guy there with a hat on, so I kind of really don't recognize him. And Dave the Rooster, the the radio host, is sitting there and they're in the front and they're having a great time. So, um, they're just sitting in the front. They're just having a good time and, uh, you know, but I don't know that it's them. I kind of think it might be them, but I don't know that it's them. And, uh, so, I do the show, the show is packed out, it was a great time, I had a great time, I felt like I had a, you know, a, a decent show, and uh, they're walking out, and he just comes and he shakes my hand, Dave, and he goes, hey man, what's up, thanks for doing the spot, and I go, oh man, come in, come in the green room, so I have him and Michael Banks come in the room, we're just talking, and it was cool, talking to the talking to these guys and, and everything like that, and uh, we have a good conversation, and afterwards, me, James, and and uh, Andy meet up at the cigar lounge. Because, you know, that's what I do after shows. I don't get crazy. They got l- big, comfortable leather chairs. You know, Yankees were on. It's just... A, or uh, the, the uh, highlights of the Yankee game was on. And it was great. And I get up to go into the humidor to get my cigar after the show. And we're thinking, oh, that's cool that those guys come out. And I come out. And right when I come out, I look at, like, by the register. And I see the same big uh, black guy that I saw the first night I got there thinking, oh, imagine that was the guy and it was the guy. It was Michael Bankston who was sitting front row at my show and it was the guy that was the radio interview first. So I walk up to him and I go, hey, man. He goes, oh, man, look, this is the guy. And he looks at the lady working. He goes, this is the guy. This is the comedy. This is the comedian that I just told you I went to see. And she goes, oh, that's so weird. He's just talking about you. And I go, dude, can I tell you something nuts? And he goes, yeah. And I go, when we did that radio interview on Thursday night, and then I came here, I saw you, and I'm thinking to myself, imagine that was the guy, because he looks like a big guy who might have played football, and it was, and it was, and we were just like, wow, it was crazy, so... uh, so, such a great time. Uh, thanks to everybody. If you came out to the shows in Phoenix, again, shout out to the openers. Um, James Petragallo, super, super funny. Andy Steinberg, super, super funny guys that are just, um, yeah, man, that quite frankly got to get out of Arizona uh, soon and, and come out to, to New York because, uh those are guys that just, you know, got it, got to, you know, just need the reps in New York and, and just to get up because, you know, I don't know what the uh, stage availability is out there. But, you know, if those guys are getting up all the time, you're talking about two really, really funny guys. And if you're in the Arizona area and you see those names, uh, James Petragallo or Andy um, Steinberg, check those guys out, man. Seriously, because they... Uh, are really funny and uh, everybody. Again, again, the manager, Casey. So, uh, thank you to Stand Up Live. It was amazing. I actually saw the owner, uh, Joel, out there. One of the owners uh, at the Montreal Comedy Festival. So, we did that. But uh, my unacceptable uh, stays right in Arizona. Yes, it does. We'll stay right in Arizona for my unacceptable. And then we will uh, get to your guys' unacceptable and I'm going to try to knock down Montreal and Boston. So, I'm going to try to Try to get it all. Get it all in. Uh, this is the a first ever on the Verzi effect. This is a unacceptable, too acceptable. That's right. So this is unacceptable, too acceptable in the same story. We go to eat. Me and my buddies in Arizona, James and Andy. Like, where do you want to eat? Like, oh, meet down near the n- meet down uh, near the club at this Mexican restaurant. I said, fine, I could go for Mexican. We go to this place, uh, <laughs> dude. I can't give out any names or say the place or anything like that. But let's just say, um, let's just say the service uh, was was not up to par. I'm, listen, I'm not gonna lie. What, 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 look, I'm not gonna lie. The service was not up to par. It was not up to par at all. It just was, um, I'll be honest with you, it took a very long time, probably 10 minutes to get our drinks. Uh, One drink came out, and then another came out at a different time. Uh, Then, I am not kidding you, Andy came to meet, me and James were there first, and Andy came to meet when Andy sat there, and they knew that it was a party of three. 20 minutes went by without anybody coming over. I'm not even kidding, 20. So now we're there for a good 30 with like one water and and we didn't get our order in. We finally put our order in after Andy gets there and somebody comes 20 minutes later. I'm not even kidding. Then we order the food and the food comes probably 20 to 25 minutes later and we got our food. I'm not exaggerating. We got our food. Uh, about an hour when we walked in, from when we walked in the door, I am bullshit. I shit you not. To the point where it was so blatantly bad and unacceptable that we were just laughing. I wasn't even mad. Like it was so ridiculous that it, it was almost like it was almost like it, how could you be mad? It's that bad. Like it, it, it would be like it. I I don't know. It would. Just, it was just. It would be like getting mad at somebody with, like, a brain injury that, that couldn't do algebra. Like, it would be, you just, you, I couldn't get mad. I was just laughing. I was just laughing. And we're just like, wow. And then I'm like, this is so crazy. And at one point, we're like, wow, like, you know, should we leave? But, like, we're not going to leave and all that stuff. And then, so the the bill comes. And I I think I said something like, oh, I got the bill. You know, I got the you know, it's like you always like tell, like, you know, you pay it forward. You know, that's how it works. You pay it forward. It's like when you headline, then you take care of the people that open the show for you. Okay, that's the way it should be. Headliner, if the headliner goes out with the people opening for them, I think, that, you know, that's, I've learned that you pay. So, I'm like, look, I'm going to pay for my friends. I You know, I appreciate them being on the show. I requested them on my show because I feel like it makes me more comfortable and I like these guys. So, not only do I want to feel comfortable, I want to help these guys and everything like that. So, I got it, right? I got it. Now the lady comes over and hears me go, "I got this." All right, I got this. Don't worry, you get what do, you know. You get the next time or when you headline, whatever. And she comes over and she goes, uh, "Oh yeah, you got this. That that you got that big bill." And we saw that the bill was comped. The bill was just taken care of. The restaurant took care of it for us. So there you have it. It was an unacceptable turn to very acceptable, very nice, so yes, we waited, yes, the service wasn't great, but they took care of it, and they did the right thing, and it was very amazing, and the people that, uh, you know, run the place were amazing, and, and very, very nice and sweet, and it was great, and all that, so um, look, problem solved, and, and, and listen, sometimes things happen, sometimes people are having a bad day, sometimes shit doesn't go, you can't get that crazy. But when it's that blatantly bad, all you could do is laugh, and they rectified the problem. There you go. Problem solved. No no heated, you know, not, not blood boiling. You know, you're sitting there. You got good company. You're talking. Why get crazy? That's how I look at it. But it was really, really funny. And um, it was, uh, I've never been in a restaurant for an hour without eating anything. Like, I mean, I mean, like, not even bread. Like, I didn't even get a chip. Like, I didn't even get a chip. Like, I mean nothing for an hour. Um, but they made it right. So that's my unacceptable. Let's go. I know you guys have a bunch of unacceptables. Then we'll talk about Montreal, We'll talk about Boston. I got some other stuff, some sports, some movies. So so here we go. Let's let's uh, let's get into and see what you guys have to say here. Here we go. Okay. Uh, you have been signed out of this account. Well, no, I haven't because it's my account. What the f- You know, I swear to God Here we go By the way, man On my way home You know, I'll talk about that after I'll talk about that after Remind me You can't You know, I'm gonna write this down I don't even have a pen Do I? Do I have a pen? Yes I gotta write this down Because Had a little flight issue too Which was nuts Flight issue I'll write down I'll still probably forget it All right here we go. First, unacceptable says unacceptable elevator from Cliff, from Chris uh, Lombardo. Hey, Paul, enjoying the show. F- uh, enjoying the show from Toronto. Um, unacceptable, taking an elevator to any floor beneath the fourth. That's so fucking pathetic. Wait, what? Yeah, it's fine if you have a dog. Groceries, a stroller, or old have an injury. Otherwise, take the goddamn stairs. You're wasting everybody's time. <laughs> Four? I don't know about fourth, Chris. I'll give you two. Listen, I'll give you two, maybe three. Four is it might be pushing it. Um, also, people who run from subways and then stand in the door frame once they're aboard, ignoring people running behind them who need to board two. That one I'll definitely give you, and I got to give you the first one. i give you half of the first one. Four floors is like, I lived on the fourth floor once. A a four-floor walk-up in New York City is not, it's not ideal. It's not, uh, when I do YKWD, Bobby Kelly's podcast, I think I have to, you got to walk up three, and I'm ready to puke, so um, I'll give you two, but thank you for the submission. The subway one, I hear you 100%. Uh, here we go. Uber driver unacceptable from Philip. And Philip says, hey, Paul, the other day I ordered an Uber around 2 in the afternoon, and when I entered the car, my driver was eating a hoagie and a bag of chips. The whole car reeked of oil vinegar and shitty salami. What kills me is my driver was not some young punk dude fresh out of college. She was a full-grown woman who must have been in her 40s paul i'm not expecting the service of a private chauffeur and i get that uber is a cheap alternative to cabs but pull the fuck over and take a lunch break i wish she gave me a heads up i might have put in an order for a turkey club thanks for the laughs, paul phil pierce thank you uh phil and yeah dude i was in one it wasn't it wasn't uber it was an Uber, and it smelled, no, it wasn't an Uber, I'm sorry. I was in some Ubers in Montreal, but I was also in regular, and it smelled, dude. It smelled like B.O., something fierce, and it was not cool. It was like to the point where I was nauseous and couldn't eat after that. Uh, here we go. What does this say? Um, let's see what we got here. Um uh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, this one's rough. This one's from Michael. Look at this absolute animal I encountered on the subway. What the fuck? Lock this girl in a cage with a... Uh, So she could take care of these nasty feet. So he sends two pictures, so you guys who can't see it. So there's a woman with a Nordstrom bag, and she's standing on the subway... Subway platform and she's sitting down and she's got these shopping bags and she's wearing like um, white and pink socks and on the subway. But then the next picture, she actually took them off. She took them off on the subway to try on shoes and her feet were jacked up. That's gross, dude. Uh, Speaking of not able to eat. Ugh, seeing shit like that gets me sick, man. It really does. Like seeing shit like that, it's hard to... You know, it's just hard to deal with. Um, I get nauseous, like, especially with feet. It's just, like, it's like, these people, you gotta get your shit together, man. All right, thank you for the submission. I only send funny stuff. This is from Saren. Saren says, hi, Paul. Probably unacceptable to somebody, just not me. Had to pull over and take a few snaps. Would have been unacceptable if I hadn't. Photo has location data if you want to know where it happened. And the pictures are all right, I see a big Heineken bus pulling into like a gas station. Let's see what the next picture is. Uh oh, the bus is Oh, the bus is just blocking. Oh, okay, I see what this is. So the bus is just scraping on the floor. Oh, dude! The whole bus and the middle of the bus is just scraped on the floor. Almost as if there's no tires, and it's just all bent up in the middle, just laying halfway out of a gas station, halfway onto the street. Yeah, that's crazy and unsafe. Holy shit, dude. Thank you for the submission. Thanks for pulling over. Uh, here we go. This is from uh, Michelle. Michelle says, "Verzi in Phoenix. Hey, Paul, got to see you perform a Stand Up Live Uh In Phoenix last night, Friday, depending on when you're reading this. My husband and I were at the earlier of the two shows. Just wanted you to know how much we loved you. Oh, thank you. And how about that lady in the audience? When you asked her, when was the last time you surprised the man in the shower? And she said, never, because she's a lesbian. You can't make that shit up. Oh, my God, I remember that. I'm so glad we got to see you and got to experience... uh, and uh, you got to experience some of this hell heat down here. Unacceptable. We didn't get to say hi after the show though. Hope you have a great weekend in Arizona. Yes. I did. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, so what she's talking about which was amazing. It was an amazing moment, not a setup, not, you know, some people are like, "Did you have that plan?" Like it's like, "No." Just stop asking that. People are like, "Did you have that plan?" Was it, "No, comics don't have things planned like that." I I don't think so. I mean, I I never heard of that. There's a woman in the front row, short hair um and she just was into everything i was saying but in a nice way she was smiling and looking up and laughing and into it and everything and then i just i'm doing this joke I was doing a joke about like when women invite you in the shower you know not taking a shower with a woman when they call you into the shower and it's a bit that i've been doing for the new hour and i asked her so when's the last time you invited a man in the shower and she just goes never and like everyone almost started and she goes cuz i'm a lesbian and like the way it happened, and the way she said it was so funny, and it was just a really funny, fun moment. So thank you, Michelle. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, here we go. Uh, here we go. This is Anthony. It says hi, Paul. Big fan, listener since 2012. Well, thank you so much, Anthony. And I've got another poop uh, unacceptable for you. Apologies if it's long. I'll try to keep it really quick. In 2015, I used to be a full time event coordinator at Texas A and M University. For home games during football season, my department would host a pregame tailgate reception for the president's office in our ballroom in the building across from Kyle Field. Since this was always an event that had alcohol, myself, my supervisors, and our student staff would man the areas around the bathroom to prevent folks uh, from bringing or take out alcohol to and from the event. One particular game day, I was manning the end of a hallway that uh, only led outside, and my supervisor was at the other end where the hallway leads into the ballroom area. About 30 minutes before kickoff, this pretty young blonde wearing a uh, short dress and heels runs up the stairs in front of my boss, passes him, runs down the hallway towards me frantically asking where the restroom was located as she had to go really badly. I said, I apologize, ma'am, but there is no restroom in this hallway. It's on the other side of the ballroom at the end of the hall. Uh, Turn around, make a left where my supervisor is, and take the hallway all the way down, and you will find it. The girl immediately had the look of a deer in headlights as she turned around and started running toward my boss. Right before she got to him at the end of the hallway, she yelped, oh my God, oh my God, I'm sorry. As I'm watching <laughs> as, <laughs> as I'm watching her run and listening to her apologize I couldn't believe my fucking eyes. I start watching golf ball sized turds plop onto the oh my god uh, Tero from uh, out of the back of her dress like a giant deer uh, shitting out giant pellets. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, That's crazy that she just, like, when you said no, or, like, when you said it wasn't here, she knew. That's why she started apologizing. Oh, my God. I looked at my boss and saw... Oh, my God, dude. She just started shitting... She started shitting giant pellets. I looked at my boss and saw that we both couldn't fucking believe what we were seeing. My boss started pleading with her... While holding his hands up. Ma'am, please, ma'am, please. As it, she was getting to him. Right when she was about to pass him. Uh, one last dark brown shit ball pops out. And as it's, it's as it's falling. She kicked it with her heel. Like a fucking hacky sack. <laughs> Like a fucking hacky sack. Hacky sack up onto. Oh my god. The natural limestone on the. Outside of the bathroom wall Apparently she must have gotten it all out Because she didn't even consider stopping to look at the shit show She just left us Hauled ass right past my boss Down the stairs And out of the building Never to be seen again My boss looks at me and just goes What the fuck Well at least she didn't uh, get it on the wool carpet I guess we should have a house Call housekeeping huh That was pretty fucking unacceptable, but she did say she had to go. We eventually got it cleaned up uh, with the shit on uh, good laughs, laughs and conversation about what must have been going through the girl's head. Anyway, good luck shooting your special. Wish my fiance and I could fly up and attend, but we're certainly looking forward to watching it when it gets released. Big ups for calling off. The first shooting and making a better decision for you and your family. And thanks for all you do for your fan base. Much love from San Antonio. Well, thank you so much. Um, I, I I almost said, like, that's something I, I wouldn't want to see. I would want to see that. I would want to once in my life see that. Just some chick running in high heels going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And just shitting out, like, shit balls. It's like, to just see that once in your life sounds amazing. Uh, That is so hilarious. Thank you so much for the submission. Oh, my God. Uh, Bluetooth speaker unacceptable from a Max. From Max. Here we go. Max, sorry for the length. No, it's not bad at all. Sorry for the length, but this one is a killer. So my buddy comes home from work, and I'm outside having a coffee, about to start some housework. He says, what's up? And says he'll be out to help me in a minute. Out to help in a minute. About five minutes pass. I finish my coffee and head inside to uh, hook up to the bluetooth speaker to play some music I turn it on and immediately at full volume porn starts blasting through the speakers I panicked just passionate moaning and fucking on surreal sound uh, surround sound throughout the whole house I'm not vigorously jamming the power power button Uh, I'm sorry I'm now vigorously jamming the power button and volume button simultaneously. Finally, it stops. I walked outside, picked up some hedge trimmers, and start doing yard work. He walked outside a few minutes later. We never addressed it and never will. Moral of the story, always disconnect the Bluetooth before spending a little time with yourself. Hashtag unacceptable. That's great, dude. The, the only thing I would have made that better is if a neighbor would have been, like, walking home or saw that. Uh, here we go. Here's an unacceptable from ryan how many we got more not more only a couple only a couple more after this uh let's see where we are on time here 41 minutes there we go we're flying we're doing well ryan moore says uh hi paul this unacceptable might get a mixed reaction but i'm standing by it unacceptable restaurant serves uh servers or waiter slash waitress who refuse to write down your order as soon as I see the uh, absence of a pad and pen, I panic. No matter how vigorously they nod, I have absolutely no faith that they will remember what I'm saying, especially since my wife tends to preface her order with a dozen questions and rarely requre- requests straight off the menu, as does mine, without making her own uh, yeah, alter- alterations. I, I'm totally with you on that. My wife does the same thing. I uh, know... Uh, I know onions, dressing on the side. Can I get extra vegetables instead of potatoes, etc. Also, if it's not ex- uh, exciting, that the waiter can rem- also it's not exciting that the waiter can remember my order. What's the point? I've never woken up the day after a great meal and thought that waiter's memory was amazing. I have to go back to see what else he can memorize. Uh, and this is no exaggeration, but 75 to 80 percent of the time, these brilliant waiters end up getting the order wrong. Just write it down. I'm going to tip you based on your service, not your memorization skills. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's... I've had that happen too where... Uh, but I was like... It was like the, fir- the first time it happened. I was like, wow, you're really good. And the guy just took... And I will say the guy never got it wrong. But this was like a really high-end place and like the menu was limited. So I don't think there was much... Too much to do. But I totally... Uh, I totally get that. Thank you so much for the uh, submission. Here we go. This says, a different kind of unacceptable from Jordan. And Jordan says, Paul, my unacceptable today has, uh, has to be unfortunately pointed at some of my fellow TVE listeners. My issue is simple. People are sending in bullshit stories for you to read uh, in your unacceptable segment. Let me just say, Paul, I love TVE, and I'm a huge fan of yours. I have seen your stand-up live, and I've uh, even been able to meet you and take a picture. You're a super generous guy who's great to his fans, and that's why you read all the unacceptable submissions. Last week, you had mentioned that you see through things. You know what's going on. So maybe this one you already know, or it just needs to be brought to your attention. Oh boy, here we go. Let's see, uh, Jordan. Let's see what Jordan says here. Um, I've got a really good ear for bullshit, uh, and I've had a lot of instances to back this claim up, and unfortunately, I've got to call out someone in particular. The Shakespeare of shit, Kelly Myers. He's just an example, but the reason he's a Shakespeare shit is because his stories are completely over-exaggerated and filled with half-truths, Uh, and totally made-up stories. This thing about him standing in line and telling the cashier he was a cop. Come on. I've noticed it a few times in the past three years by other listeners, but lately it's getting really bad. Uh, These are weirdos, Paul. Uh, And they're, uh, wow, and they're everywhere. They write in because they love the fact that they can finally uh, infiltrate a podcast and possibly control the outcome. Uh, they think of some ridiculous story and write in just to see if you will read it so they get uh, some strange pleasure out of it. Frankly, it pisses me off and it's 100% unacceptable. I don't know if you'll choose to read this on the podcast. Of course, I will. That's what my podcast is about. My podcast is being real and you're not being overly. I mean, listen, there's certain things. Uh, that, that you know, I could say and I could agree with or disagree with, and I'll address this afterwards, but I'll say this. I mean, look, you're a listener, Jordan. You have your right to your opinion. Um, let me see here. Let me, let me just finish this, and then we'll get into it. Uh, Jordan just got real on the show and wants to bring something, and and I'll, I'll we'll see. Um, we'll see. Uh, they think some ridiculous story and write it in. Okay, blah, blah, Says said so it's 100%. Of story. I don't know if you'll choose to read this on the podcast, but... If you do, then those people are listening right now and they know who they are. Knock it off, you weird motherfuckers. Uh, Thank you, Paul. I feel like uh, I am a part of TVE and wanted to stand up for you and the show. I'm sure the other loyal listeners would do the same here. Long live the Verzi effect. Well, thank you. Um, This is definitely a different kind of unacceptable. Never really had one like this. I will definitely address it. Um, I personally met Kelly And, uh, you know, if you really look at it now and and, and do it this way. Now, listen, do I think some people write in and exaggerate? Yes. Yes, I do. But I also think, especially with Kelly, okay, I think Kelly Myers, who I definitely think brings amazingly funny stories to my show. And I think that uh, it's a part of the show. And when I see people and meet people, they're like, man, that dude's stories are really funny. Now, I don't think it's exaggerated as much as it is just eloquently put. And that's why I call him the Shakespeare ship because I just think it's so hilarious how he describes it and he describes it. But if you listen to his first one and then you listen to later, they pretty much stand the same, man. So um, I can't go as far as to call them, you know, weirdos. I will say this. I think that there are definitely some people that do want to be part of podcasts and want to be heard. Do I think some of those people write in? I'm sure, but I can't really handpick them, and I don't think that anybody's doing it with any, like, I don't think anybody, because people know I don't have to read their last names. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't, but, um, and again, Jordan, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you, you know, saying this stuff and, and all that, but I don't, I can't say that I agree, especially with Kelly. You know, and uh, maybe Kelly did the cop thing because he was like, this is going to be funny and, and, and I'll talk about it on TV, but I don't think he made it up. And, uh, you know, and I think that some people do definitely exaggerate because it is a comedy podcast. I mean, let's be honest, it's a comedy show. Everything you see is pretty much, you know, the people go a little over the top with certain things. So uh, do does that happen? Do I agree with you to an extent with some people? Yes, but not with Kelly Meyer, not with, not with uh, the Shakespeare shit. I don't. I think that if you listen back to them, I think they're super, super funny. And um, so there you have it. But I do appreciate everybody who listens opinion. You got to listen to, you know, everybody. And, um, you know, thank you for the submission. All right, let's move on here. A couple more. Um, When was this? When was this? When was this? Okay, not sure what to call this unacceptable. Um, Homie, here we go. Homie. Okay, Omi, I'm sorry, Jesus, I did it again. Omi, I remember you telling me that. Okay, Omi says, okay, what up, Paul, it's Omi, hope all is well. So here's my submission and tell me if I'm overreacting. I'm at a live show and I'm sitting at a booth because I got here early enough. So during the show, a guy standing behind me decides he can take his empty drink and place it on the table I'm sitting at. Maybe it's me, but for me, this is saying "fuck you" and the table you're at. Uh, I agree. I love this one. Um, I'm doing this because I'm fucking feeling like it. Paul, this shit really <laughs> got me. Uh, code. So, uh, so I turned around, looked at the dude, and put the glass back where he was standing, waiting for him to say something. Am I wrong here, brother? All he simply had to do is say, "Hey." Uh, can I uh, out my glass on the table, uh, and it wouldn't and it would have been all fine. Motherfuckers with no manners or common sense. Oh me, I love this one, and it's like that little thing. It's almost like a power move, and it's almost like yeah, I totally with you. I totally get it, and I totally agree with you, a thousand percent on it. Absolutely great one. Uh, here we go. And again, thank you so much for coming out, man, to the Kevin Hart show. Uh, With your girl, I really appreciate it Last one From Kurt and it says I wouldn't watch Mayweather McGregor for free. Hi Paul I have to throw throw a flag on you saying there is no reason other uh, Than not being able to afford the fight to not watch the Mayweather McGregor I have seen Floyd fight several times and I just don't find his style entertaining I had the chance to watch Pacquiao fight but didn't for the same reason Floyd is a defensive guy and made a career of not getting hit and scoring points. He's the boxing equivalent of a hockey team that plays the trap and wins 1-0. Uh, I'm not acting like I'm smarter than anybody. I'm just not interested. Also, I really find both of those guys unlikable. If there was a way, I, uh, I wish they could both lose. On a positive note, I wanted to thank you. For the chassis recommendation, I ride a motorcycle and it has made tremendous difference uh, in the hot weather. Love the podcast, Kurt. Thank you so much, Kurt. I'm sure Chassis would like to hear that. That's awesome that you're using the product. It is a great product. Um, still pissed off that the airport took it from me, but um, look, I get, I get that, and I've gotten into a lot of arguments with Mayweather and his style. For me. I don't care how you win. I mean, listen, do I want to watch a more exciting fight? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, the name of the game isn't knock them out. The name of the game isn't beat the shit out of them. The name of the game is is win the fight. Get points and win. You know, when you go to the Olympics, your Olympic coach is not saying, hey, we got to knock this guy's teeth out and we got to have a blood show here. No, it's let's get out of here with a gold medal. You know, you're the gold medal winner. I don't care how you do it. Let's win the gold for the U.S. I look at the same with winning titles, winning championships, and winning everything else. You know, um, the San Antonio Spurs, I would say they never played really super exciting basketball, but they played fundamentally sound basketball. They moved the ball around. Now, some people love to watch it, but other people wanted to watch dunking and all that. I feel like people that love boxing and know boxing like watching Mayweather because they're like, how is this guy not getting hit? Like I said, my buddy Giannis Pop is one of the best references. He said it's like it was, you know, his little shoulder dip, his defensive shoulder dip was like Mariano's cutter. You knew he was going to do it, you just still couldn't stop it, and it was still dominant. I don't mind that. You know, I like I said, I look at it like this. I'm not running to go pay for this fight. However, if I'm off that night and I have nothing to do, and I'm sitting home and I'm flipping through the channels, and I have an option to get it because I don't have to work and I'm sitting there. Am I going to watch it for entertainment purposes? Absolutely, I'll watch it for entertainment purposes. You know, just because it's, it's, you know, what else? It's a spectacle and that's all I'm going to see. I'm not expecting a great fight. Both guys, you know, yeah, I can see how people either love both or don't. Uh, more people don't. But um, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And uh, thank you so much for the submission. That is it for the unacceptable, guys. Thank you so much. If you want to send your unacceptables, please submit them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Okay, now, we got some sports to talk about. Where are we on time here? All right, Uh, 58, 52 minutes. Okay, Uh, sports. Yankees back in first, everybody. I'm loving that. Um... You know, Judge still not, like, fully back, but he hit another home run. He he got on base. I'm thinking he's going to come out of it. I think he's going to come out of it and uh, have a big second half. I would love the Knicks to get Kyrie Irving. I'm all over that. You know that because I'm going to get my hopes up and then realize it's the Knicks that I like, everybody. That's what's going to happen. That is what's going to happen, and I don't want it to. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see if Melo goes to the... Cavs, and we end up getting Kyrie Irving, but I'd like to see Kyrie Irving with Porzingis, you know, so I could be happy until December 20th, uh, <laughs> just be, and then just be done, uh, saw the emoji movie today with my kids, uh, bored me to tears, I fell asleep, however, I can't say it was a bad movie, I was just, I was just exhausted, and, and enough with these, like, are you going to make every animated thing now, you're going to make Angry Birds, you're going to make emojis, you know, what's next? You know what seriously what's next what like what what else what other what, you know what other phone features and games are you going to make does everything got to be a game everything's going to be a game candy crush the movie that's going to come out farmville that's going to come out what else is going to come out you know some stu- it's just it's just enough you know I, give me a story I get it but like oh the, like, the you know the, that animated movie with the angst with the emotions I get it but it's like I don't know. I don't know. I fell asleep during it. I didn't love it. I'll tell you what I did see, which was absolutely amazing. Me and my brother watched it last night. The documentary, What the Health, which basically makes you never want to eat anything again. I mean, meat causes cancer. Uh, You know, beef causes cancer. 41% more increase of cancer. Chicken, they're injecting with steroids, causes cancer. You know, all these foods, you know, uh, bacon and sausage. You get get sick, you get diabetes, causes cancer, all this stuff. And just how if you go on an all plant based diet, you're just fucking healthy and cancer can't live in your body. I'm literally today waking up just going, what am I going to eat? You got to watch it. It was disgusting. It talks about how 90% of the beef that we buy has like fecal matter in it because, you know, all the cows are like shitting on each other and. It's just gross and these abscesses and these pigs and pus coming out. And they we just cut up these dead animals and we eat them all the time. And it gets you sick and your body can't, you know, really, you know, it, all the cells go into fat. And it's just, it was just gross. It's one of the most unbelievably disturbing documentaries because it shows how the American Cancer Society, their their sponsors are like beef and Tyson chicken and all these places. And it's like this guy just found out that like he called up going, yeah, how are you guys a cancer, you know, for breast cancer when like the stuff that like you're promoting to eat on your website causes breast cancer. And they're like, we can't answer that. And they were like hanging up on them. Guys, do yourself a favor. If you like milk does not do anything for your bones. It just doesn't. It's bullshit. You know, uh, if you know how dairy is actually really, really bad for you. Um, if you guys seriously want to uh, see an amazing, eye opening, crazy documentary, watch What the Health. It's probably one of the most insane things you'll ever watch as far as just like, you know, it's, it's, I literally, today I was eating, I was like, I don't even know what I'm gonna, you know, I had like very little cheese very, very little bread and just salad, nuts, and berries. Like, that's what I'm doing because I can't, you know. Of course, I cheated at the movie theater with gummy bears, but just, uh, yeah, just crazy, man. Just really, really um, sickening. And then if you go against the beef, you're labeled as a terrorist in this country. If you go against, like, if you say something's wrong with the food or, like, if you go against, like, the beef committee or the eggs or whatever it is, I mean, I'm probably saying it wrong, but, like, they label you as a terrorist. If This one guy was talking to this nutritionist guy. or No, not nutritionist. He was talking to, like, a diabetes guy, and he just started talking about diet. He goes, look, if you want to talk about diet, this, this conversation's over. Just totally shunned him for no reason. It was ridiculous. Um, but uh, anyways, um, all right, so I got one more or two more minutes here, but check that movie out. Uh, what the hell Emoji Movie, I was too tired, so I can't really give it a good review. Um, my kids can. I mean, my kids could definitely give it a, a good review. Uh, real quick, I want to shout out everybody at the Montreal Comedy Festival. It was completely nerve-wracking uh, to do eight minutes that I can't do on my special, but I performed on it. It was a great time, uh, and uh, the Netflix party was insane. They had poutine, smoked meat sandwiches. Uh, I tried to behave, and, and I did... But I had some great cigars over at uh, Stogie's. Shout out to Aaron Berg. Shout out to James Maddern. Um, Just such a cool time. Had a great time out there. And, uh, you know, just got off the plane, went to Montreal, came home. Then we went to Boston. I did the comedy scene. Thank everybody who came out to the comedy scene. You know who you are. I feel like this podcast is just thanking everybody because I'm so far behind. But we went out to Patriot Place. We went to, uh, we, saw, we saw, guys, stop doing it. We what did we What did we see at, at Patriot Place? We went to the Patriots training camp. I have my son and daughter here. We'll do a couple minutes with them. Uh, so, Sophia, we went to Patriot Place where Daddy performed at that club and you saw uh, Patriots training camp and you went to a soccer game and we went bowling. What did you think of it?
1: It was good. I liked it. You did? Okay.
0: And, Lucas, what did you think of Emoji Movie today?
1: I thought it was pretty good. What
0: well, do you think it was great?
1: Uh in the middle of good and great.
0: Sophie, what do you think? In the middle of good and great or, or just okay?
1: I think it's just okay.
0: What what didn't you love about it?
1: Um I just really liked it. I didn't like any I didn't not like anything
0: about it. You didn't not like anything about it? But was it a little slow for you? Um no, I just like Okay, so she liked it. she changed her mind mid interview she was just like you know what i'm gonna, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna hurt these people. they just entertain me for a little bit um but not the best not the best animated movie you've seen right
1: no
0: uh Lucas my son shaved off his mohawk and now he has a nice buzz cut down to like the number three buzz and he uh he's got a nice little shaved head going nice and soft What do you think of the new haircut
1: I like it a lot
0: yeah what do you why do you like it
1: I don't know just It just, it's so even. Like, when I had my long hair, like, remember? Before I got my mohawk, it was so uneven on the sides.
0: Yeah. I love how he goes, do you you remember? Yes, I am your father. I remember everything. I love you. And, uh, Sophie, you like your new haircut, too, right? Yeah, I really like it. Cool. So, very positive. The Verzi kids are very positive today. Um, And did you like the... Seeing the Patriots, uh, you know, Lucas got me and Lucas had to have a little father son talk because he started to like the Patriots a little bit going to the training camp. But you, deep down inside, is G Man, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I did get an autograph. Yeah,
0: that's cool. You did get an autograph, and that was cool. But I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, we know what. I mean, what are we doing over here, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not my home place. Right,
0: exactly. And uh, Sophie, your favorite football team is who?
1: Um, The Giants. And
0: who's your favorite New York Giant?
1: Um um Oh. ODB. ODB,
0: that's right. Um and Lucas wants to talk about Aaron Judge real quick. So, Lucas, who is is, is Aaron Judge your favorite Yankee over Jeter now?
1: Yes. He always was. Yeah,
0: cuz you didn't really see Jeter, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You saw Aaron Judge hit how many home runs? Uh
1: at, at live? Yeah. 4 3 and one was the
0: longest one, right?
1: Uh, yeah, but um, at the home run derby, Giancarlo Santa hit one um ninety ninety six, but then Judge hit one one hundred five, and then he hit another one one thirteen.
0: Nice, yeah. All right, well, we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna wrap up the show with that, guys. I will be. At uh, hold on, Lucas Wells. Judges'
1: home run derby champion. <sighs> okay, All right, Lucas, stop
0: that. All right, stop that. He uh, he didn't know what to do, so he just started making noises. Um, thank you, everybody who came out to Phoenix, who came out to Montreal, had such a great time at the festival, even though it was nerve wracking. Uh, Boston, thank everybody at Patriot Place, and most importantly, the uh, marketing director Diana and Ryan Cott. Um, who uh, booked me out there and took care of my family with uh, the games and the tickets and everything like that. The hospitality was above and beyond, so thank you for that. This week, guys, uh, I will be going to Cleveland, one of the best clubs in America, Hilarities. I will be there from August 3rd to August 6th. It is my last long run of shows before the special. I'm doing one on Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday. And you know I will be in the building on Sunday for the Yankees. Uh, Yankees and Indians game on uh, that Sunday my buddy Alexis Guerrero who will be out there opening for me should be a great time out there in Cleveland like I said it's an amazing club tickets are available please check those out Uh, and you will have a quick turnaround with the podcast because one will be coming out uh, this Thursday as well thank you guys thank you for the Unacceptables I will talk to you guys uh, next time